0: Welcome to the Winning in Business Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Rissi, and I love talking to business professionals, leaders, and entrepreneurs who are winning in business. Are you ready to reach your next level of success? If so, join us on the Winning in Business Podcast as I interview entrepreneurs, business professionals, and leaders who share how they've risen to success. Before we begin, go ahead, hit subscribe and the notification button so you'll be notified each time a new episode is released. Plug in and settle in. You're about to be inspired to rise up to your next level of success. Welcome back to another episode of Winning in Business. I'm Kelly Rissy, your host, and today I'm so excited to be here with Brian Glass. Brian is a personal injury lawyer in Fairfax, Virginia. He is the rare trial lawyer who is comfortable building a business as he is in the courtroom. Over the past four years, he has quadrupled the revenue of the auto accident section of Ben Glass Law. In 2023, he became the president of the organization Great Legal Marketing. Brian is interested in teaching lawyers and other high-income professionals how to win back some of their time by running more efficient businesses, investing in real estate, and crafting the vision of their own perfect life. And let me tell you, Brian's perfect life includes coaching his three boys, traveling the world with his wife of 13 years, and competing in endurance events. So Brian, welcome to the show today.
1: Hey, Kelly, thank you for having me. That's a very kind introduction.
0: Yes, yes. Well, you know, you deserve it. Sounds like you're so successful and we are excited about this. So tell us, how did you get into doing what you do? It sounds like you've, you know, a lawyer, then you transitioned into yeah. helping people with businesses. Give us the rundown.
1: trade, we And honestly, I never, ever wanted to do anything else. Um, my dad was an injury lawyer. And when I was going to college, it's it's really just like it's the only career that i ever considered and so in college like i stupidly studied philosophy and sociology because i was like it doesn't matter like i'm going to go to law school if i were doing it again i would go back and i would study business or some kind of hard science or something um but then you know as i was going through law school you can select what kind of a lawyer do you want to be and i always liked being on stage and talking to juries and making arguments Um, so I wound up being a trial lawyer. I experimented at first with criminal defense and personal injury. And I just didn't like criminal defense all that much. There's a lot of, um, standing around in a courtroom and talking to other lawyers that, um, that gets old pretty quickly. And so I moved into the personal injury auto accident practice. And the cool thing about that practice is we're really not trading dollars for hours. So most lawyers, um, we'll bill by the hour and we bill on a contingency fee. So I only make money if I get money for my clients. And so the goal for me now is how do I bring in the largest cases and how do I work them the most efficiently? Because that's the easiest way to leverage up your hourly rate. So I've been doing that for about 15 years now. And um, and in the last couple of years, red car hit a blue car and you know neck and back injury is has gotten a little bit old so i've transitioned more into a coaching and a mastermind business and and teaching other lawyers how to live their best lives and pursue their dreams.
0: Yes. Oh, that is so great. And you know, i what i know of lawyers is it is a very stressful job. And um you know, there's the suicide rate i believe is pretty high from what i've heard. I don't have statistics in front of me, but you know, that's what i've heard. So, you know, for you like I, like, how do you balance it all? Yeah. With work, so la- all of that.
1: Lawyers are, I think we're second to dentists, um, okay. which is, okay. <laughs> and, um, but we're up there, right? Um, yeah. because it's a, it's a high conflict business, right? Somebody is always telling you you're wrong in, in my industry. It's either a client or it's an adjuster or it's a defense lawyer, or, if it, or it's a judge. Somebody's always telling you you're wrong. Um, and so, you know, the, the, I don't really have an answer for that, except your, your marketing, you know, to eliminate the client problem, like your marketing has got to be designed towards clients that are going to listen to you and you have to have a high barrier to entry for people that are going to become clients. So one of the things that we discovered a couple of years ago is... You know, we were running these pay-per-click ads and people were clicking on us because we were the first ones on Google and they were calling us without having done any research on who we were. And so I have almost no credibility when I get on the phone with you. And so of course you're not going to listen to me when I tell you that you have X, Y, Z problems with your case. And so it really starts, Kelly, with selecting the kinds of clients that you're you want to work with and figuring out a way to market to those clients. So for us, high-income earners, um, highly educated people who have good insurance, uh, good insurance policies, because that often influences how much money there is to collect at the end of the case. And designing all of the marketing and all of our systems and processes around collecting those kinds of people, um, because I've got to enjoy what I'm doing in order to be able to come home and enjoy, and you know, come home in a good mood, and and be there for my family and for my kids. Um and so I I think for many lawyers especially and and I'm sure this tracks to other high business or high income business professionals is like having permission to design your life first and not being beholden to the client's interest first last and always. Right, I'm not running around responding to emails at eight fifteen at night because clients expect me to. No, I've I've set up a life where I'm going to be happy first, and if I'm happy, then I can deliver great legal services. So that I think that I think is what most people get backwards. And it's when you graduate law school, like they give you these commencement speeches about you've got to be subservient to the client and you have an ethical obligation to serve the public. I think that's so backwards because if you do that and you put yourself last, then you wind up with suicide, depression, anxiety, divorce, which is, you know, just rampant in our industry.
0: Right. right. Burnout. Yeah. Burnout, I would say for small burnout. business owners yeah. is huge. Right. And I agree. And I think that's the biggest thing, you know, for those, for those on the show that have been in business long enough, that's the biggest thing you learn. Like if you first, you first start a business whatever, you know, we're like, how can we please everybody? Oh, stop. Like stop pleasing everybody. Right. Like who is the ideal person that can make you the most money in, you know, in a, without you going crazy. So, oh my gosh, such great ahas. What else, what else can you share with the audience? Just that you feel like has helped your success.
1: Well, I think on those chapters, right. You have to understand which chapter you're in, in your life, because there is a place for, I have to serve everybody. When you first open your doors, You can't say I only want the multi-million-dollar cases because the multi-million-dollar cases don't want you. And so there's a time and a place for I have to serve everybody. But you know the goal is to get to a place where you can say if if this case or if this you know next opportunity is not a hell yes for me, it's a no. Mm -hmm. Um, And so designing for yourself, like what exactly is hell yes? And so many of us build practices that are bigger and bigger and we chase the next dollar and the next practice area and the next employee. And then we wind up in this very large costly box that we can't get out of because we never spent deliberate time planning for what we wanted the practice to look like three, five, or 10 years from now.
0: Yeah. So is that one of your big strategies is really like the goal setting out of, and and I'm sure you help other lawyers do that as well then.
1: Yeah. So, so goal setting and, and, you know, figuring out what you want your life to look like. So the book that has changed my life more in the last three years than any other book has been Cameron Harold's vivid vision and crafting for myself, what I want to do. (laughs) What do you want Tuesday to look like? Right. Um, what, (laughs) what kind of vacations do you want to take? What kind of a house do you want to have? What do you want your, your family life to be like? Do you want to be involved in every practice and home for every dinner? Okay. If you want to do that, then you've got to craft a life where you can leave the office at four, right? So that I can pick the kids up from daycare and I can take them out to practice. All right, if I want to do that, what are the systems and the processes that I have to put in place during the time when I'm in the office from nine to four? And who do I have to hire and, and who do I have to train in order to create the life where I can leave it for? And that's the opportunity that we have as business owners is to you know find the people that are perfect for your business and have a vision you know, not only for your life, but for your vision that excites people and makes them want to go to work. So many people dread Sunday yeah. nights because they don't want to wake up on Monday morning and go to their crappy job. Right? right. right. But what if What if you crafted a place that was fun to work at, and you attracted people that lit you up rather than dragged you down? And so that's the mission that we're on, and and taking this message to lawyers um, through our entity, Great Legal Marketing. And, and we find, Kelly, with lawyers, and I'm sure you find it with business people, like the first time you share this message, it's like showing fire to cavemen because th- nobody has ever told them in their life that they have the ability to create a place that's fun to come and work. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, 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 I agree. And I feel like we, I don't, I don't know if it's, if it's a society or whatever that we just do things backwards. You just get in the, what I'm going to call the grind of work you know what I mean? Just the everyday humdrum, what and you forget, you have the ability, you have the power to choose the life that you want. Mm-hmm. You just have to know when to say yes, when to say no, and be very intentional about it.
1: Yeah. And right. And you, you, we forget that you have all that power. So I was talking to a lawyer uh, a couple of months ago, she's got a family law practice out in Canada and she's, she's going through her numbers and her people with our group I'm like, you have this $1.4 million practice, but you have 14 people, right? (laughs) And one of them doesn't generate any business and one of them doesn't bill any hours and one of them doesn't collect. And so at the end of the day, you're you're only taking home a fraction of that 1.4. Like, What would it look like if rather than try to fix all these problems in your business as it is right now, you fired half your team? Fired two thirds of your clients, drew a circle around the people that pay you the most and always pay on time, and kept them, and just rebooted the whole thing. And many people never think about, you know, I've I built this ever larger practice, and we're chasing the next revenue number. But none of that matters if you're not happy and if you're not making money in terms of profit at the end of the year.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm so curious. As someone who is so into mindset, when you tell them this what, like, what, what happened? Like, does the fear kick in? Like what, 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 of you course. know, what's the
1: response? <laughs> of, of, of course the fear kicks in. And so I'll set the stage for this. So we run a, a mastermind group. So there were probably 20 law firms in the room. She was at the front of the room explaining this problem. And, and, you know, and we're going through, well, what would you need to do to fix the guy who doesn't bill? What would you need to do to fix the guy who doesn't collect? And finally, I just said, you know, what would you need to do to just reboot the whole thing? Mm-hmm. And and fear kicks in and, and we, you know, the moral obligation to our employees, right. To say, so you don't want to go home and say, listen, I've decided to fire half of you because I'm not happy. And so, yes, of course, all of that, um, you know, the, the trick that we started a couple of years ago is like, put a picture of your family on your desk. And when the problem employee comes into your office, you look at them and you look at the picture of your family and you decide which one you like better. You know? Oh my gosh.
0: I love that. That's awesome. That is, that's a great tip right there.
1: And, and of okay. course, of course, that's extreme, yes. right? Yes. Um, Because we should first be trying to solve problems because we should have people in our firms and in our businesses that we like and that we want to help. And that we want to support their dreams and visions. But if we try four times and we fail four different ways, mm-hmm. then maybe it's time to, to look them in, in the face and say, I don't think this is the place for you. And maybe it's time for us to just do a total reboot.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's great. Okay. Any other, um, ahas you want to share with us for your success?
1: <laughs> I feel like you uh, probably
0: have at least two more in there for us.
1: Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, and then thinking in terms of, so I talked about casting the vision for a couple of years down the road yeah. and, and then you have to th- think about what do I have to do to get there, right? So the trick with with the vision casting is don't let yourself be bound by any of the realities of your life today, right? Don't worry about, okay, here's how much money I made this year so I can only do 125% of that next year, right? Don't, don't be bound by that. And then, but then once you've cast the vision for what it is that you want, you've got to come back through and say, what are the mile markers that will get me there? And then what are the things that I need to do on a month to month week to week day to day basis in order to get closer and closer and closer and and the trick really is just staying consistent just having no i call them zero days having having no days where you just i don't want to do anything right if you schedule that in cuz everybody needs rest that's fine but don't have a day when you show up to the office when you're supposed to be working when your mind is somewhere else
0: yes love it excellent um so what are your what are your um Well, let's talk about this first. What challenges do you face as a, as a lawyer, as as a business owner, as a dad of three Mm. boys, you know, doing it all, what challenges do you face?
1: Currently time, Yeah. (laughs) currently it's time constraints. Um, So school starts on Monday and my kids will be back uh, to the routine where they got to be up and somebody has got to make lunches and we got to get them out the door. Um, and then soccer practice started last night. So that's at five o'clock. So we got to pick them up by four and, and then it compresses, right? So now I've got eight to four o'clock to do all of the things and I'm running two businesses and, and talking to people on podcasts and I have my own podcast and just like trying to compress all of this stuff into eight hours. I I'm working, (laughs) I've been working harder in the last couple of months than I ever have in my life. Um, in, in in support of these goals that I have. And honestly, most of the stuff that I'm doing is stuff that individually I would I would select and do, but all of it together is a lot. Like the mental load is a lot. So that has been the struggle that I have right now is, okay, prioritizing what are the things that are going to make me money? What are the things that are gonna make my life easier? And what are the things that are maybe just getting in the way? Mm-hmm. And then not feeling guilty about taking those things that are getting in the way and offloading them to somebody else or or offloading them altogether. So one of the things that I picked up from a coach a couple of months ago is the I have this feeling, and I'm sure other business owners have this um sense that if I don't want to do it, there's nobody in my organization that wants to do it. And so there are cases that we can make money on that I don't want to operate because they're just not interesting to me anymore. And what he said to me was, Well, what about the 10, you know, you 10 years ago? Would you 10 years ago have been interested in solving that problem? Of course I would. Right. Well, can you find somebody either in your organization or outside your organization who's you 10 years ago who would love to have that kind of problem land on their desk so that they can solve it for somebody? And so that's the mindset thing that I've been working through. And it's always, you know, the next step up the ladder just comes with its own problems that.
0: problems and opportunities. Right. Yeah. And like you said, it's knowing when it's knowing when to let things go, right. What, what served us two years ago, a year ago, six months ago, may not serve us right now. And so letting the things go and that can, you know, that, that takes a mindset of its own to be able to do that. Because if you put the emotion into it, I feel guilty, I feel, you know, whatever. And so you really have to separate that and know time-wise like you said, I want to be with my boys at five o'clock. This is what has to be done. So great. Love that for you. um, What are your goals in life and business moving forward?
1: Which ones? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, my, my overarching goal is to blend business and life and to have the kind of life where I don't hate Sunday and Monday. And I don't look forward to Friday right And so for the last year or so my wife and I have been traveling a lot. I, I, I feel like I'm working harder now, but I'm also compressing four weeks of work into three because yes. once once a month we've been going somewhere so we were just in Maine. Um, we were in Virginia Beach earlier this summer we were, I, I have a house in in Ocean City We were there with her family you know previously this summer so we've we've been traveling a lot. And my goal is to wake up and be excited every day to come in and solve somebody's problem. Right. Um, now that's a really amorphous goal. And of course, there, are, there are, that's like the vision part of it. Mm-hmm. And so we have obviously revenue goals and growth goals for the law firm and for the coaching program. And then outside of that, I've got a couple of investment properties that we have goals towards, you know, buying more and creating cash flow and creating financial freedom, which ultimately leads to to time freedom and being able to do the kinds of things you want with your life. You know, my, my goal honestly is like to, to be excited to come into work every day and to be excited to go home. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And if if you can make those two, if you're happy to go to work and you're happy to go home, then that's a pretty good life.
0: And the masterminds that you do, you, those, I believe you said what they meet quarterly for you. Quarterly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that fills your cup too, I'm sure.
1: (laughs) Yes. So we run two high ticket mastermind groups for lawyers. Um, one of them generally for firms that are doing under a million dollars in revenue, trying to cross the $1 million dollar mark. And that mark tends to be important for lawyers because that's the point where you can hire enough staff that you can take real vacations without your phone and without your email. And then one for lawyers who are at a million and who are trying to go to wherever they're going next. Our sweet spot really is like a million to 5 million over five. You're doing TV advertising and I don't have a lot of experience in that. And and it's just not, it's too, it's too big and I don't feel comfortable coaching at that level. Um, And so, so yes. So the format for that is four times a year, they come to our office for two day uh, intensive mastermind meetings. And then and the the months where we're not in person, we have Zoom calls. We have a private um, communications channel. All those things. We're reviewing people's marketing. We're reviewing KPIs, helping them work through what are the all the things like business wise that most lawyers never talk about. And the beauty of that is that we bring in lawyers from all over the country. So we have area exclusivity and practice exclusivity. So you won't be, you know. Uh, in your town with somebody who's in your town competing with you in the same room. Um, And as you free up those barriers, people are much more willing to share their best tips than they are like at the local bar association meeting.
0: Yes. Yes. And I just know, I mean, for me, I feel like the importance of being in a mastermind, having a coach that is, it's just important. And it can really make life and Mm. business so much better, right. Surrounding yourself with, with, people that can Mm -hmm. help you as well as people that have, um, you know, that same focus as you. So yeah. Kudos to you. I love what you all are doing. Yeah.
1: I mean, there's, there's really two, two parts to that. There's people that can help you and people that you can help. And I think both are important, right? You know, there's, there's that saying, um, always try to be the dumbest person in the room. I I don't like that because I, I think it's, you don't want to be the one that everybody is helping either. You want to have somebody, who in some way, shape, or form, knowledge or financial or or fitness or whatever it is, is that you can help also. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being able to be somewhere on the ladder and both have your hand up and have your hand down to somebody else, I think is incredibly powerful. And to your point about goal setting, like when you can get in rooms like that with people for whom you know, the the phrase that we like to use is um is my dream day is your average Tuesday when mm-hmm. you're in a room with those kinds of people and you see their goals you can kind of pick and choose the things that you like from them and select them into your own life so yes. I think that's a really yeah. cool environment to be in
0: yeah and I love the image I was thinking the same thing when you said like the hand up and the hand down and you know having both so that's great okay what what's an accomplishment you are really proud of that you'd like to share
1: <laughs> I'll give you two so okay. I've I have finished, uh, I'm an ultra marathon runner or or was before the third son kind of took okay. all of our time away from us. Uh, <laughs> so I finished a hundred mile foot race in less than 24 hours uh, wow. about, um, about seven years ago, I think. Uh, I immediately fell asleep. Uh, it was a good thing. My brother was there. He drove me back. I was okay. hallucinating in the car oh. on the way back to the house that we were staying. I was hallucinating in the last mile. Actually, I was, he he ran paced me for the last 10, 12 miles or so. And um, as we're coming down the home stretch, I was seeing and hearing things on the side of the trail that weren't there, so that was cool. Um, but I'm very proud to have, to have done 100 miles in less than a day. Yeah. Um, and then, and last year, I I had the highest, uh, the largest auto accident verdict in the state of Virginia. I represented a young woman who was catastrophically injured when she was hit head on by a drunk driver, and we oh. tagged him for four and a quarter million dollars, uh, largest largest auto accident result in Virginia in 2022. And as far as we can tell is the largest, uh, punitive damages award damages to punish the other driver for driving drunk. And that component was a million dollars. So really, really nice to be able to do good work for good people.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, congratulations to that. And I believe that, um, are you doing a race in 2023? Is there something? I, I
1: Spartan, am. Yeah. Spartan so my, my buddies, so I got into Spartan races a couple of years ago. And a couple of friends of mine uh, were going to Sparta, Greece to run in the Spartan Race World Championships in November. So that'll be a, we're going to go do that. We're bringing our wives. We're going to hang out in Athens for a couple of days after. So I'm really excited for that.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, good luck. That sounds absolutely exciting. I love how you are truly blending work life, pleasure, your kids, your wife, everything together and really making that happen. Um you've shared some amazing tips today. Where can um where can the listeners follow you? Where's the best place?
1: Honestly, the best place to follow me is on LinkedIn. Uh, if you okay. just look up Brian, Brian Glass on LinkedIn. I'm also on Instagram. I think it's Brian Glass ESQ. I'll get you that for the show notes. I can never remember exactly what my handle is. (laughs) (laughs) We'll find it. I'll
0: find it. Yeah. Okay. That's great. So um, follow Brian on either LinkedIn or Instagram. And if you know any lawyers that are in your circle of influence, please introduce, um, have them listen to this podcast. As you can see, Brian is doing great things for lawyers. Um, Not only that, and the people in the great state of Virginia that he is helping with his own law practice. So Brian, thank you so much for being a guest today and sharing your wisdom.
1: Yeah, we're good to connect with you.
0: Yeah. All right, listeners. um, Thanks for listening. Be sure to share this and I will see you next week on another episode of Winning in Business. Have a great one. Thank you for being a part of the Winning in Business podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to rise up to your next level of success, but are worried about increased stress, time for work and yourself and your family, not to mention being exhausted. I'd like to invite you to a complimentary strategy call where I'll show you how you can do it all. I'll help you reclaim time, keep your sanity, handle the chaos with ease, and move to the next level of success that you deserve and desire. I hope you found value in listening today. Please always leave your comments, feedback, or questions. We check them all. I want you to continue winning in business and reach your next level of success. See you next time.